And we're on. Yes, that's right. Live on air. And you know that we really don't care because it's the native souls and we're coming back at ya. Tell them, Sherman, how you doing? I'm doing great. I am excited. It is October. It is fall. The leaves are falling. The fields are being harvested here in Illinois. And I'm just having the time of my life, even though it is cold. How about you? Happy Halloween. Oh, that's evil. Actually, yeah, you can't say that. No, that's evil. Listen, guys. Here we are. Yes. Another episode of the podcast. Yes. But it's kind of bittersweet. It is very bittersweet. Because at this time of the podcast, we're usually asking how each other are doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, our brother Fish is not with us this month. He is absent. He's absent. And we miss him. Our uh, our schedules just couldn't align, right? And it was hard to get together with that, so we had to unfortunately do it without Brother Fish, our brother. But Fish, we love you, brother. You are here in spirit. You are definitely here in spirit. We love you, and it's kind of weird not having him in our ears. It really is. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure how it's going to go. I really don't either. He see, okay. So here's the perfect example of what uh, of what our podcasts usually are. If you watch First Take. On ESPN, mm. me and Sherman are Stephen A. and Max Kellerman, <laughs> and Fish is usually the host trying to bring us back together yes. and keep us from veering off into crazy directions. So who knows what is going to happen on this podcast here today? It's going to be a wild one, but we're going to have fun. I like it. Sherman, tell me, how are you doing and how are you adjusting and what's been going on with your life? All right. Um, I'm doing good. I am just enjoying the moment, living in the moment. Um, <laughs> and I'm just, um, I am excited that it is fall. I mean, really? But <laughs> it is uh, very cold right now. And it's only 40 degrees. Yes. And I realize that it's going to be negative 40 at some point during the winter because it's Illinois. And that scares me so bad. So I am in with the season of fear, um, which just so happened I'm preaching a series on fear and how fear has no place in my life. So you're living in fear of the weather and you <laughs> of cold. But doesn't the Bible say not to fear the weather? He does. He says that perfect love casts out all fear, and I'm holding on to that. So are you? So His perfect love is going to keep the temperatures above zero this winter. You know what? I don't accept that because as a winter lover, as a winter lover, I'm going to tell you right now that I've been praying and I have been fasting for cold winters. You've done that last year? And, and look what happened. Exactly. I got negative 40. Imagine. And you called me crying. And I didn't even fast last year. <laughs> I called you crying tears of joy. Mm, you was you was, you was hurt and you was so cold. You could not feel your feet. I remember this conversation. I had to go get boots, yes. You you was numb. You was numb. <laughs> you was numb. <laughs> you was numb, son. <laughs> God help but us. yeah, I am enjoying the season. I'm enjoying uh, the harvesting of the corn. Yeah. Watching that. It's pretty amazing. I've never seen that before. Of course, we're from West Virginia. But uh, not yeah. much corn in West Virginia. No, no, other than putting. I mean, in your deer, gardens, deer feeds out in, <laughs> in your gardens back in your backyard. But to have actual like 
fields of corn. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in the process of that little by little. And that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Um, just to, loving this moment. Like I said, we're in the middle of a series at church. Um, the church seems to be loving it and connecting with it. And uh, yeah, so we're having fun. Oh, what's the series? Tell us about it. Fear. Oh. <laughs> I was being serious during that part. Oh, okay. We were really I, in. I thought you were just being weird. <clears throat> but it is. Thank you. <laughs> but it is um, funny because you know how you preach on stuff and then it kind of happens to you. So, like, I had been kind of battling just like some uh, fears and anxiety that I wasn't battling for mm. before. But since I've been preaching that kind of like the last week, I've been trying to having to cast it down. So. But I really don't have a fear of the weather. I'm just bundling up, and um, I am uh, layering, layering <laughs> each and every day. What? Um, Say that again. Layering, layering, <laughs> layering, <laughs> layering. <laughs> so I like yeah. it, man. Yeah, me so, too. So yeah, I turned on my heat for the first time uh, two days ago. I think it was. I just found out today that Holly turned on the heat in our house, and I wasn't privy to it. I love that word, privy. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a cool word. <laughs> it's a lot cooler than layering. Mm, uh, I'll give you that. I, I agree. So, here we are. How have you been? Well, yeah. I, don't, I feel like I, I need to ask you. It's always about me, it's, well, it's I don't all, like that. <laughs> I don't like it to make it. I don't want to make I it about, about me you for just a few minutes. How are you? I'm doing really well. We're in a really busy season. You are. I was. I've been waiting for this season uh, since probably June. We've been planning for October, planning for all the things uh, that was happening in October. Uh, we just had a regional service. Uh, yes, that our, was fun. Yeah, and you preached it. You hosted you it. Brought the house down. Our church hosted it. Sherman preached it. Uh, over 70 people in attendance, which was yeah. amazing. It's awesome. Um, and then after that, uh, Pastor Scotty Dingus from West Virginia came. Woo! Bishop Scotty. Our, our bishop. Our, our pastor. pastor. Yeah. Uh, he came and spent the weekend with me, and uh, he preached. Uh, Friday night was probably one of the funnest nights of my oh, life. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we just absolutely tore it down as friends and just hanging out and laughing, laughing hysterically. I mean, we laughed so hard that I don't even remember what, I mean, I don't even remember some things. I woke up sore. From laughing so hard. Yes. I wrote, I woke up sore too. Yeah. At one point, I laughed so hard, I tripped and fell and, and my nose is sore, I guess. I don't remember you it. You are kidding me. Yeah. You yeah. said you said that your nose was hurting. Anyway, it was fun. So it was yeah. fun. But anyway, we had a great weekend, and then the men's service. Uh, we had a men's gathering on Saturday night with mm. Chuck Tate. Listen, if you don't know Pastor Chuck Tate, awesome. Um, check out his book. Forty One will come. Shameless plug, Pastor Chuck. Love you, brother. Uh, and he's also got a U version Bible plan, which is amazing. It's uh, I think seven days. Yes, is that what he you said? Had, yeah, you had said that. Yeah, you made so, that announcement. So, yeah, if you got U version, just go and type in forty one will come, and it's an awesome, awesome. Uh, just the message that he preached, just kind of the um, little pieces that he threw in from the book. It was great. Loved it. Yeah, so. it really was awesome. Great, great time hanging out with the men and just being able to be in service with them. First time we we done a men's service, so that was really cool. Um, and then the service Sunday was awesome with Pastor Scotty preaching. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Yeah. Heard some great things. Yeah. Love what God is doing. 
Yeah, absolutely. God's doing some great things. Yes, he is. <laughs> great mighty things. Tonight, we even had Bible study. You led Bible study at my yes. church. Yes, so we've kind of partnered. Yeah, we do, um, like we do this thing called Table Talk on Wednesday nights where... We kind of just strip everything away. We get we get around the table. We open up our Bibles. At the table. At the table. At the Lord's table, we open up our, our Bibles at a table. Uh, we pour some coffee. We have some pastries. And we talk about the Bible. It's just like a little devotional going through together. So Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. It was. So, Sherman, um, you know, what's new at your church? Um, Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, is Pastor Appreciation Day actually? So yeah, they're throwing me a, a little bit of a dinner afterwards. So we're doing that. Um, we our women's ministry is stepping up. They are doing a lot of work, um, connecting with a lot of people in the community. A lot of women in the community is getting involved. So that's always fun. Um, I'm starting a men's breakfast every second Saturday of the month, which is pretty awesome. Can I come? Yes, you can. You can be there. Where's it going to be? Different restaurants throughout the city of Galesburg. I am so excited. We are going to have fun. 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. I can't make it. <laughs> it's a little early <laughs> on a Saturday. Maybe I'll make it. Maybe I will. Yeah. It's just the second Saturday of the month. So we are excited about that. Um, we are already planning for the holiday season, getting things um, geared up for that. And, um, you know, just exciting. Exciting. Yeah. Exciting and excited. Yeah. I'm so excited that I'm excited. <laughs> so, I love it. But no, we, a lot of things going on. Um, and we're just excited to get out into the community and see what God's doing. So, wow. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Sunday was actually such a breakthrough service. Um, I hadn't really, since I've been there, we haven't really had a breakthrough um, top service, you know, where the spirit just like kind of. Um, shuts you down a little bit mm. and we just spent like 20 minutes before i preach just literally in the presence of the lord um just still and silent before god i mean it came to a point to where the musicians just kind of stopped and people were just um you know singing out their song and just worshiping with the lord and it was very powerful so that's awesome yeah there's nothing like when um the holy spirit just arrests a service yes i like to say that Yes. You know what I mean? Like I like to I like to put it that way because literally it's like he takes the service and he arrests it. He really does. And it's like nothing else matters. Nothing else matters that's going nothing. on except yeah. the Holy Spirit is there. And you know he's there anyway. Yeah. Like he's in us and I know that. That's that's awesome and that's great to remember. But when he manifests, mm -hmm. that's so amazing. Yeah. That's so powerful. It really is. We've had a couple of really good services like that in the past couple months and We've just been really excited about what all God is doing uh, at the table. And uh, two weeks from now, or actually less than two weeks now, um, we're doing our Sunday fun day. I'm excited for that. Which is a huge, we're doing a huge fall festival. It's going to have inflatables. Um, we're going to have the spot coffee truck. They're bringing their coffee truck and going to serve coffee and um, trunk or treat. Popcorn. Yes. Caramel apples. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How, how do you say it? Caramel. So caramel, mm -hmm. caramel. How do you spell it? C-A-R-A-M-E-L. So sound it out. Caramel. <laughs> caramel. <laughs> caramel. Car mm -hmm. Caramel. Caramel. I'm going to go with caramel. 
I like that one better. I like that caramel. Caramel? I'm going to eat me some caramel. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we're the really spot. excited. You yeah. had the spot. The spot is coming. I wonder how many times we've mentioned the spot since I've mm-hmm. since I've lived here. Very frequently, but I think it's every month. Were they not just voted? Yes, the spot coffee yes. was voted best in Peoria. Yes, and I believe that because we have been several times. Best business in Peoria. Yeah, Man, I love I love awesome. the spot. They're great people. The, over there. the thing that I love the most is the connection that you have. You know, it is the connection. We have a personal connection. I love the coffee. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love the coffee. Yes. But the personal connection is what really, really sells them. And you know what? It's not just us that they do that with. No. I notice how friendly they are to everybody. Yeah. She, I mean, the owner literally has conversation with you, sits there, talks to you. But she does that with everybody that walks in. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody's family at the spot. Yeah. And isn't that what coffee's all about, though? That's why we do what we do. That's That's why we do this podcast. Because we love to talk around coffee. Yeah. And Listen, if, if, if the church understands, come on. If the church gets this in their mind that we need to run our churches, pastors, whatever, we need to run our churches mm-hmm. like a coffee shop. There are many different people coming into a coffee shop from many different backgrounds, but you know what they're in there for? Yes. Coffee. Yes. And we need to connect to every single person in there. Yes. If the church will treat the church like that and treat the people like that, there's so many different people coming from all backgrounds, but they're all there for one reason, and that's Jesus. Mm. We need to understand that we cannot be exclusive, but instead we need to be inclusive. Come on. Man, I'm getting deep. That's we're good. Getting, we're getting deep before we even get to the We depth. ain't even got into it yet. <laughs> but we, we really do. And that's my heart. And that's, I mean, you, you come into a coffee shop and you can have... So many different conversations, but the common denominator is coffee. Yeah. A person can come in the church and they don't have to. And you know what? I've seen people in a coffee shop that don't like coffee. Mm -hmm. People can come into a church that don't know Jesus, but we still need to make them welcome and have something for them because they're going to hear about Jesus. Yes, they are. When they're in a coffee shop, they're hearing about coffee. Come on now. Come on. You're going to give them that roast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let them take a taste, you know? Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is mm, good. Come on. I ain't never known my, nobody that's tasted of the Lord. Why, said why did you just straight up change your... <laughs> but anyways. Anyways. I ain't never known anybody that tasted of the Lord and didn't like it. We just need to be inclusive. We do. There's a book out there called The Coffee House Church. And I need to find it. And I can't find it on Amazon. And I've seen it in a bookstore, and I don't know who, I don't know who wrote it. Mm-hmm. So if anybody out there listening knows that book, please send me a copy. I'm not going to give you my address, <laughs> but send me a copy. I will forever be grateful. Private message. Yes, then, private message yes. me. Then send me a. We'll copy. release the address, <laughs> and then you can send the copy. Once Speaking you are approved. Hey, you know what? Speaking of books, mm. what are you reading right now? I Hold am, on, what is in your library right now? Like, <laughs> my whole library? No, what is in your mental library? My mental library? Yeah, answer me that. <laughs> my goodness, you bit me on the spot. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just asked you what you were reading. Okay, I'm reading... Okay. The Storehouse Principle by Al Jandel and Van Crouch. 
Van Crouch. Van Crouch. Is that how you say that? Van. Van. V-A-N. Crouch. Crouch. Okay. Is he kin to the Crouches? No. He's not kin to... He is not. Dottie no. Rambo or anything? <laughs> how would he be related to Dottie Rambo? Didn't they all do a show together? <laughs> you Praise the Lord on Lam- TV. Remember Lamb Chop? You don't remember that show? <laughs> Didn't the Crouches all do that? <laughs> Jane Crouch. Jane Crouch. Van, Van Crouch. They're not related? <laughs> they they are not. Oh, okay. He's from uh, Wheaton, Illinois. He's from Illinois? He is. I know where Wheaton is. Yeah. I've been past there. Yeah. You've been, uh, isn't Wheaton outside no. of Chicago? Yeah, I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of somewhere else. Yeah, I was thinking of, you've been to Chicago? No, sorry. We have not been to Chicago yet. Um, is that in Illinois? Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because everybody tells asks me how I'm loving Chicago, and I'm like, yeah. I'm nowhere near Chicago. We are actually two and a half hours. Well, I mean, but considering, yeah, just tell me what you're reading. Okay, so I'm reading this book called The Storehouse Principle, and it is a revolutionary God idea for creating extraordinary financial stability. And um, <laughs> he said, he, he said that so like. Pristine. Yeah. Well, this book has made me pristine. It has has changed my life. So I've literally just read two days. And look how far I am already. I'm on chapter 15. I've got four more chapters left. I'm so proud of you. I have not put down this book. I bought this in 2017. And it has literally laid on my shelf. And the other day I was walking through. I saw it. It was just, you know how you walk by a book and sometimes it just pops out? And (laughs) well, it just caught my eye and I said, you know what? I'm going to read this book. And, um, man, it has been just revolutionary and it goes by like that word revolutionary. Yes. It has been revolutionary. Um, it is a very strong word. That's a very powerful word. And a lot of, it's crazy. You know how you like, I don't know about you, but sometimes you read a book and it just speaks to what God has already kind of been speaking to you already. And it kind of just kind of uh, reiterates what God is saying. So it's kind of like God was already uh, certain things that God was speaking about my finances uh, to me in prayer. When I opened up this book and started reading, it just kind of uh, kind of confirmed what God was already speaking to me, which is awesome. Um, so, but the basis of the book, this pastor, Al Jandel, he um, was pastoring and he was just going through a hard time. Um, not really uh, being successful at anything. His, uh, him, he and his wife had a business, and it was failing, and uh, they were losing money month after month. Their church was losing money, and he began um, searching Scripture, and he was just reading one night, and all of a sudden the Scripture popped out, and it just uh, kind of hit him uh, in the heart, and it said, the, Deuteronomy 28, it says, The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses, and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And that really um, hit him because it said that the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. And he realized that he don't have storehouses for the Lord to command a blessing to. So he said, I'm going to start saving. I'm going to start uh, building storehouses. And he started looking up uh, where the Lord said, that he will command a blessing. And the Lord only says that he'll command a blessing three times in the word. Two of those are upon storehouses. And the third one is on unity. 
which is connected to, especially like when you're in marriage or when you're running a church, the unity in what to do with the finances and stuff. So uh, revolutionary and then uh, talked about how once he um, started building storehouses, uh, spiritual storehouses and uh, financial storehouses, that um, there was all kinds of doors opening. Um, he ended up, people just handed him money, and he ended up with a uh, television program that he didn't even have to pay for. It was just, the Lord just opened it up. And it's just amazing. really has grabbed me. If you don't have um, the storehouse principle, you need to get it. Um, yeah, so love it. That's awesome. I actually, uh, I just ordered it. Yeah, because I told you about it. Yeah, you told me about it, and I had actually been uh, looking for some resources on um, like stewardship, giving, stuff like that, because I'm doing a series uh, in November about giving. So I just wanted to uh, I wanted to go ahead and get that book. It was on Amazon, grabbed it, so it should be here tomorrow. So I'm really excited about digging into that. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. As far as me, uh, what I'm reading, I'm not really reading anything new. Um I'm finishing up the book by T.D. Jakes, Crushing, finishing up that, and then I'm going into the storehouse principle. Mm. So that's what I'm going into. Uh, that's the next book. That's My I'm next ready. book is um, Encountering God. Oh, uh, Experiencing God? Yeah. Is it Experiencing God? It is Experiencing God, isn't it? One of those words. I don't, I'm not by sure. <laughs> Henry, is it Henry Blackaby? Yes. Yeah, um... Is yeah, it, I think is it, it experiencing I think God. Is it, it, I think it's experiencing God. I think it is experiencing yeah, God. Now that you yeah, that. I think it is. It's a that's a fantastic book. One, yes, one of my favorite books. I don't know. I'm not ready yet, but yeah. you say yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's my. That's next on my list. So yeah, so that's uh, that's on my list eventually. So it's on there. It's it's in my stack that I'm supposed to read this year. Yeah, but the year is very quickly dwindling away. It really is. It's going to be uh, December before we know it. We're already, I mean, um, here we are in mid-October. Yeah. Can you believe that? It's crazy. Like, I feel like we were just starting the year. Yeah. I feel like I was standing in front of your house in West Virginia waving at you as you pulled out. <laughs> wow. In January. Speaking of fear, that was actually December 28th, so it wasn't January quite yet. Oh, well. <laughs> Speaking of fear, pulling out in that U-Haul, mm. that was scary. Oh, yeah. That was scary. But before we start talking about fear, before we start talking about all of that, we need to do what we do best, and that is drink coffee. Yes. This month, it's the perfect month for it. We are doing maple bacon coffee from Bones Coffee. Mm. You know, Bones Coffee has been on our podcast so much. It really has. We love them. Yeah. And we're still going to keep loving them. This is their maple bacon coffee, their uh, medium roast, and let's do it, man. Let's take a sip. So, you ready? Yeah. All right. Very good coffee. It is. It's delicious. It's one of my favorite coffees. It's not what you think when when we say maple bacon. It is what I think. But it's not got a strong maple bacon it's subtle. It's very subtle. You still get the coffee flavor. I feel like I get more of the flavor than I'm expecting, though, out of the coffee. But you, do you know coffee? <laughs> I'm just saying that sometimes <laughs> we have drank coffee, 
and it has said that it was a flavor, and I didn't taste it. Okay. With this coffee, so I taste that. the flavor. Well, yeah, I agree with that, but it's subtle. It's not like it's hitting you in the face. Yeah, it's not like extra strong, but I'm I'm tasting the maple bacon. It's literally like you take a drink of coffee after eating a piece of maple bacon. It really bacon. is. It really is. Yeah, it's just got that back end of maple bacon. Yes, I agree. The first time I tried it, I didn't like it. But I tried it again, and I love it. Yeah, I loved it from the first time. So. From the very first time? From the very first time that it hit my <laughs> lips, I loved it. So. Well, it is very good coffee. It's the perfect time of year to have some maple bacon coffee, and we are enjoying it here. Holly is over there looking at us like we're crazy, mm. but we are not crazy. Instead, we are in love with this podcast. Yes. We love each and every one of you. Each and every one of and our listeners. And we want to say to you, Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was going to say Happy Halloween. Why? 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 I don't like Halloween. But you told me you were going to be dressing up as Wayne from Wayne's World. No, because I dress up uh, a few years ago. I dressed up as Garth. Okay, so you told me you were going to be dressing up as Wayne this year mm. to complete. The I feel duo. like I'm more of a Garth. I feel like you're definitely more of a Garth. <laughs> so anyway we do want to say uh thank you to all of our listeners oh hallows eve oh hallows eve. okay really not here to talk about halloween we're but not we are here to talk about something that hollywood and this time of year seems to capitalize on and that's fear yes you would not believe would not believe <laughs> You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe um, just the level of seriousness that people uh, go to with this like haunted houses and all these different things. And oh yeah, you know what? Like someone someone posted on Facebook, and I gotta say this because it's hilarious. They said you call Pentecostals crazy <laughs> when you're paying twenty dollars to get into a haunted house. Yeah. So who's crazy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people get scared come to church. Yeah. But then they go to haunted. They pay to go to haunted houses. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they get scared. Is what mm-hmm. you call Pentecostals crazy? But then you pay twenty dollars. Yeah. To to go to a haunted house. Yeah. yeah. So who's crazy now? <laughs> you know us Pentecostals. You don't see us in those lines. Ah, well, some of There's them There's been do. a few times. Yeah, some of them do. I have before. I actually enjoy um, haunted houses. I'm not into like the uh, the ghost stuff and the um, the more spiritual spectrum of it. I like a good like gory fright type thing. Well, know? that's kind of weird. Well, I just feel like the um, spiritual it is more um, does have more of a stronghold. So I don't mess with that. So you'd rather see gore? I'd rather see somebody's guts just blown out of them. Than to see, than to see a demon. So yeah, I mean, you you wanted to be real. I gave you real in that moment. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, take it or leave it. I I don't even go in. I, I mean, I'm just saying. If I do go, I'm not, I don't you talk about shock value. We need to take that clip and put it as our just our main. Uh, <laughs> preview for the episode i'm just saying like when i if i ever watch a horror movie i don't go after like the uh demonic oh okay okay well horror movies okay yeah which is the same with like the i'd rather if i go to a haunted house i don't want all that like yeah i want the more like i don't really i don't really go yeah like i said i don't go to the haunted houses um 
But, you know, as far as horror movies, I don't really seek out to watch them. But I love I love the old school creature mm-hmm. features. Yeah. Like yeah. Wolfman, the was it Creature from the Black Lagoon? I think that's what it was called. Something like that. Like the mummy, Dracula, all that. Like that stuff is Those so are classic. I do love those. Remember the blob? Yes. <laughs> stuff you know? like that is so cool. I mean, and a little bit of it's cheesy, but it's just so Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I love it. You know what you know what fascinates me? They call birds a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. The only thing horrific about it was the movie itself. I agree. Sorry, Alfred Hitchcock, but that was a terrible disgrace to cinema. And I say it, that's my you're, hot take. You're so passionate. That's now. my hot take. He, I think he is overrated. Oh, I don't, I don't want to go that far. You know what else is overrated? What? The Shining. I don't know where you're going. Stephen with. King is overrated. I, I I like The Shining though. I don't like it. I thought it was funny. For all of those who haven't it was, watched it, okay, it was funny because <laughs> just for one, the way that she, the wife acts, like when she's running away, I laugh. It's so I fake. Giggle. It it really is. You know, but that was a big deal. Moments moments when I was supposed to be screaming and horrified, I was laughing. I yeah. was doing that, but I liked the movie. I can't say that I didn't like the movie. Um, I thought it was weird. It was a little weird. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're in Illinois. Okay. And yes, we are. I feel like it would. They would. There would be a pretty awesome corn maze somewhere. There is. There. uh, There's one at Tanner's. Okay. Orchard. And then there's another one at. uh, Oh no! Actually, that's the one I was thinking about. Tanner's Orchard. (laughs) So that's the one. Okay. Yeah. Because so, we have a lot of cornfields here. We do. So I kept thinking to myself, like, there's got to be a good local cornfield somewhere that's like somebody's going to get hurt at or something, you know. Why would they get, get hurt lost? at no. In horror movies, cornfields are not the best sometimes. Have you ever seen a good thing come out of a cornfield in a horror movie? Corn? <laughs> While somebody's getting stabbed. Okay, what about that movie where the kids were swinging the sickles and they were getting the corn, wasn't they? No. That's not what that movie was about? I don't think so. I thought, okay, Children of the Corn. Mm. I thought that movie was about <laughs> children who were willing to work in their parents' farm and their cornfields. Is yeah. that really not is that really not how that movie is? No. Wow. That's not how I remember it. <laughs> you, you probably don't want to remember any other way. No, I, I've actually never seen that movie, but um I haven't either. But but yeah, we, so good. what we want to talk about uh, today is what this time of the month uh, or this time of the year really capitalizes on. That's fear. Mm-hmm. And, and candy corn. And <laughs> Oh, you know what? Not to get sidetracked, but people legitimately hate candy corn. Yeah, I don't understand it. What is wrong with you people? You know what? These are the same people that will go out and they'll get peeps for Easter. Yeah. And they'll call that. Come candy. On, come it is on. not. Listen, that's not candy. I don't know what that is. That is a glorified marshmallow. So mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, candy corn Preach. is one of the most innovative pieces of candy that I have ever seen come out of candy making factories. So there's um, another hot take for you. Yeah. Whoever made candy corn needs to be a saint. You know what I fear for? I fear for the people who don't love candy corn. Come on. They don't. There's nothing sweet about them. You don't, what, there's nothing sweet about candy corn? About the people who don't like okay, candy corn. Okay, you need to be more clear because I almost like <laughs> you. 
No, I love candy corn. I'm standing in the middle of Walmart. I am contemplating, do I want to buy the candy corn now or wait till they go half off, you know, after Halloween? Because mm. that's who I am. Because <laughs> it's expensive now, you know, they jack up the prices before Halloween. Because they know how to capitalize. Exactly. So I'm standing there and I find this good deal on some candy corn and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm just like, do I go ahead and buy? And I realize that I'm going to buy. And about that time, a uh, little girl comes around me and she grabs a bag and looks at her mom and says, I want some candy corn. Her mom looks at her and says, that is disgusting. Why would you want that? What is wrong with that parent? You know what? I almost went home, packed my bags, went back to West Virginia because I can't live in a state that don't like candy corn. It's not only, listen, it's in West Virginia too. I see people all the time posting from West Virginia that they don't like candy corn. Listen, I don't and that parent that you've seen, you know what? I don't even know if you can call her a parent. She's not a good mother, I'll tell you that. You train up a child in the way she should go or he should go, and they won't depart from it. So if you're already planting that seed of hating candy corn, what is your child really going to be? My mother never denied me candy corn, and you can tell by the good teeth that I have. All right. So, fear. <laughs> Let us segue on into our topic for tonight that was pretty seamless don't you think that was i, I, like I felt that. like we transitioned very well i so. thought that was a good transition okay so sherman i want you to lead us off tonight in our topic yeah so fear he can grab hold of you amen hallelujah so um yeah so i've actually been doing um which i already mentioned this i've been doing a series so on fear mm-hmm. and um pretty much the first week of that series i kind of talked about what fear is and um, how we can um, overcome that fear. And that's basically just by staying in the Word of God. You know, Psalm 27, 1 through 6 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Yeah. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Mm. When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Mm. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Verse 5, for he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will make, I will sing and make melody to the Lord. To the Lord. To the Lord. I like that. So, I mean, the Lord is our light and our salvation. When we dwell in the presence of God, who shall we fear? We should have no fear when we're in the presence of God. We as Christians, there should be no fear in our lives. And I feel I get upset sometimes that uh, so many Christians, they walk in that fear. I've been that Christian before. Yes. They live in it. They get uh, crippled by the fear. Yes. And they can't live life without living in that fear, anxiety, that worry. When the word of God says that we should worry about nothing, we should take no thought of what we're going to wear, of how we're going to sleep, how we're going to eat, that God will take care of it. And I'm just to the point where I don't want fear in my life. And, um, you know, years ago, I went through um, a time when I was dwelling in fear and I dwelt in um, just different things going on in my life. It was uh, just a multitude of things and fear just encompassed me. And um, I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything for six months. I could hardly sleep. And uh, one day I was praying and 
God literally just spoke to me and said, if you just give it to everything over to my hands, I will take this fear away from you. Wow. And uh, in that moment, I said, all right, God. And I literally just, I mean, laid it down and I didn't pick it back up. And from that moment on, I've not lived in that fear. And it's funny, I talked about this just a little bit earlier, but I mean, literally in the last uh, couple of weeks of talking on fear, there have been moments where fear has tried to creep back in, fears yes. that I haven't had for years. Yes. All of a sudden, uh, one night I was laying in bed and I was just like, just spirit just came over me, a fear. And I was tossing and turning. I could not sleep um, because it's anxiety and worry over uh, some family circumstances, some things going on um, personally in the in my family's life. And I was just tossing and turning about things that I hadn't tossed and turned about over uh, a few years. And finally, after about an hour or so of that, finally the Lord was like, you're allowing this fear to grab hold of you. And I just preached the Sunday before of how fear does not have place in our lives. Mm. Um, so, you know, the enemy always hears what we're saying. And he the does. enemy um, is always um, listening to what we have to say and what we are declaring. So he tries to uh, come in when we least expect it and kind of take our views off of what God is trying to do. Um, but I'm declaring that if you're walking in fear, if you're walking in uh, worry or anxiety, it has no place in your life. The Word of God oh, says that, First uh, John four eighteen. there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So if we fear, we have not been perfected in Christ. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. We have not received the perfect love of Christ. Yes, like how can we... How can we say that we have if that literally says perfect love casts out all fear? Yes. Is God's love not perfect? <laughs> it is. Like, what are we not letting perfect. in? Like, what are we not letting yes. in and letting that love do in our lives? We need to let it have its full work. Yes. I think so many times in life, we allow God's love into certain parts of our areas on, of our man. lives. Come on. Um, you know, God gets in this part, God gets in that part, and we don't fully surrender everything. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times that fear and anxiety is one of those areas in our lives because we're so susceptible to fear. You know, fear of uh, war, fear of famine, fear yeah. of what's going on in the political system in yeah. our nation. Um, fear, you know, of, fear of failure to put food on the table. Yes. Fear of every fear of failure in general. Yes. I fear failure. I, <laughs> yeah, we Hallelujah. I fear failure. Yeah. I have, a, I have a very deep fear of failure. Yeah. And uh, I do too. I mean, and if, you know, especially when it comes to... Um, the fears that I had 10 years ago, the fears that crippled me at one point, mm-hmm. I no longer have, but yeah, I still have, um, those fears sometimes, especially when it comes to, um, like success and stuff. I, I want to be successful. I want to do a good job for the Lord. I want, um, the Lord to be pleased with me. And, um, sometimes I fear that I'm below that. Um, and if I'm not careful, I'll walk in that fear. But I mean, Jesus, there is perfect love, and perfect love casts out all fear. And I love that because Jesus didn't come with fear. Come on. Um, he he only came in love. And a lot of times these preachers and Christians will want to, if you only preach love and you preach mercy and you preach grace, like they'll down you because they want to hear hellfire and brimstone. They want to hear about how people are going to hell and how, um, you know, people hey, have fallen hey, from be grace. Careful. Be careful. <laughs> but, but I mean, really, what was Jesus's? What was his message? It was love. love. It was love. Yeah. And he was showing that his perfect love is the answer to all things. So, yeah, I think I think we should uh, 
preaches love. I mean, there does come a time when we preach sin and we preach, you know, holiness oh, and absolutely. stuff like that. Every time, yeah. But, um, you know, there's never a time to stand up and just speak fear. And a lot of times people want to uh, make people fear into um, calling on the name of the Lord. Yeah. That's that, not how that, it's supposed to be. You know, scare somebody into conversion. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that happen so many times and those people don't last. It's because they really didn't get it. Yeah. I, you know, and, and that sounds harsh. But the Holy Spirit has to draw. I, I remember this, and um, I remember this very vividly. And I wasn't preaching at the time. Um, I didn't have any aspirations even to be a preacher at the time. But I was, I was kind of um, in it enough to know this was wrong. Mm-hmm. And just know, because I felt the conviction. There was an evangelist come to the church that I grew up in. And uh, he, he asked some people, before service if there was any lost in the house and that's you know i guess that's okay if you want to ask that's fine but at the altar call um he started giving you know he started giving the the altar call of salvation and that again that's that's cool if you know there's lost in the house absolutely give an altar call uh for salvation but then when they didn't respond you know what he done he walked all the way down the aisle right where they were sitting right in front of them, looking dead at them with with them, the only people in the pew that he could have been looking at mm-hmm. and was preaching at them and guilting them and trying to co- coerce them into the, into the altar and into conversion by fear. Mm-hmm. And I knew right then, I said, that's not right. And I, and, and of course the, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one that draws. We, right. you know, we can, only do so much. Yeah, we can put it out there, and the Holy Spirit has to do the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've got to be really careful. Yeah, we we've do. Got to be really careful. And sometimes, I mean, as a Christian, sometimes you do think, "Do I need to scare them into you know?" Because you love them and you show them all love, and it's like it doesn't get. So I can see where people get on that, but I mean, fear doesn't draw people in, or it doesn't yeah. put them in the place that they need to be with the Lord. I think there's I think there's a fine line between telling them the truth and mm-hmm. scaring them to death. Yeah. I mean, we can tell them the truth, hey, you're going to hell. But we, we don't need to scare them. Mm-hmm. We just need to tell them the truth. People need to know the truth. If we love them, we, we need to tell them the truth. I, I'll tell you one thing that um, really drives me in that, um, you know, that kind of scare tactic type thing is that, as a young person, a young kid growing up in church, you know, people would try to scare you all the time. You know, preachers would get up and literally I was under the thought process that if I um, sinned one time that I was going to hell and I was going to burn in hell, you know, and if I just messed up one time and um, I can remember um, just thinking of myself so unworthily, you know, and thinking that I was not where I needed to be with God. That's a good word. I like that. Unworthily. It was kind of a hard <laughs> word to that, say. I mention that. That was a great word. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I would look at myself all the time, and I beat myself up because I was walking in fear. And don't get me wrong, we need to walk in fear of the Lord. But I was walking in such a fear that I wasn't accepting my salvation. I wasn't accepting um, the love of God. And I wasn't really getting to the level that I needed to be with Christ because I was walking in the fear of, if I mess up one time, God's not going to love me. If I mess up one time, the preacher says that I'm bound for hell and I'm not going to make it and I need to go to the altar. 
And, you know, that's just not so. We have an advocate with the Father. And um, when I realized that God loved me, when I realized that I was a son of God and that I was a co-heir with Christ, and I realized where my place was as a Christian, and I realized that he loved me more than he hated me because I was really like brought up in a place to where I felt like, God just kind of hated me, but yet he was trying to save me from, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, it was kind of like a complex thing that I didn't understand. But then when I realized that it was so simple, that God just loves me. Yeah. And he wants to have a relationship with me. Then I realized that, you know, that perfect love done a work work in me. And it really drew me closer to God than I'd ever been before, rather than that fear of, and in that fear, like I was always on the altar. I was always like crying out and wailing, like, God, forgive me, God, I want to be close to you. But it was doing nothing for my life. Yeah. And when I accepted that perfect love and I started saying, God, you just do the work in me. Make me who I need to be Mm -hmm. through your love. I mean, he started moving and I started uh, overcoming the things in my life that, that were bringing me down. So, you know, and being... It's not to say that being at the altar crying for God to forgive us is not where we need to be. True. But when you're doing it out of a fear yeah. that you have lost what we can't... Well, hold on, let, let, me, let me be careful. <laughs> <laughs> let me be careful. We didn't give it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's up to God, you know, what he does with our grace. And our, you know, mm-hmm. so we need to not be in fear. We just need to be in faith believing that that God has us under his grace. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. And 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 I've had this conversation before and you know and, and this is not this is not diving into the whole um, eternal security and all that. I'm not going there. But what I am saying is we don't know how far his grace reaches. That's so true. true. We can't comprehend it. Now, we can go by scripture and it says his grace is sufficient. Mhm. Yeah, um, his grace is it's overflowing, uh, always flowing. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> we can go by that, but but we need to be careful on putting limits on God's grace. Mm-hmm. We need to be really careful because uh, we're human. Yeah, and our uh, finite minds cannot uh, fathom the infinite. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, the infinite. Yeah, you know, but. Um, we can't we can't put that in our box. We basically we can't put the infinite in our in in our finite boxes. Yeah, that's and, so true. And that's and that's really dangerous to do. So whatever God wants to do with His grace, He's the one that He's the He's the sovereign God. Oh, so yeah. it's all up to Him in the end. Um, so we need to be careful because you know, yes, being at the altar crying out in forgiveness that is an amazing place to be if it's truly from your heart and your soul and you're coming from a place of forgiveness and not a place of fear. Yeah. So that's good, man. That's really good. See, I mean, and in those times it was basically, I was up there because of fear. It wasn't really that I was seeking God. It wasn't really that I was um, wanting to experience his perfect love is because of what I was fearing of what was going to happen if I didn't make things right with the Lord and make things. And then when I started having that personal relationship and started experiencing more and more of God and wanting and desiring God, um, that fear kind of left and that love overshadowed that. So, yeah, um, I, I believe with all my heart that um, we are not to walk in fear. We are not to walk um, in anxiety and in worry. And if you are, I mean, God's got, God wants to just love on you and God wants to show you his perfect love and uh, his perfect work in your life. So, yeah. 
Amen, Pastor yeah. Sherman. Hallelujah. I know, um, you know, in my life, uh, which I kind of mentioned earlier, you know, that feeling of pulling out of um, the house that you've known, mm. the area that you've known, and in the rear view, looking at friends that you've known, mm-hmm. looking at you, looking at fish, looking at Jess, my mom and my dad. My uncle was there that day or you know, the day before, but, you know, pulling out in that U-Haul and looking in the rear view, you know, that was fearful. And I thought, okay, if I could just get over this hump, I won't be, you know, this, it won't be an, it won't be an issue. Like if I could just get by saying goodbye to them, that last goodbye, that last final, Hey, we're out of here. I can, I go, I'll be good. Mm-hmm. But it was like on down the road. I was still crying out in fear. I was, I was oh, yeah. terrified. And, you know, I think about, you know, we talk about that fear that cripples you, but, you know, think about what Peter felt right before he stepped out of the boat. It, oh, yeah. I mean, here's what I like to think about. And I kind of, I kind of talked about this um, last week in our, our table talk. Um, fear is the counterpart to faith. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have a moment of faith, I guarantee you there's going to be a moment of fear that tries to pop up. Oh yeah. It's like the devil has his tool and we have faith. We have, we have faith in God. We have, but then the devil comes with fear. So fear is literally just the counter. It's the counterfeit. I said yeah. counterpart. It's the counterfeit yeah. to faith. And he tries to come in those moments and we have to let our faith be louder in those moments mm-hmm. because I could have, without a doubt, let my fear be louder and not come to Illinois. Yeah. You could have done the same thing. You came, you came single. Oh, yeah. <laughs> single as can be. He is single, by the way. Anybody listening? Maybe ready to mingle. Not sure. <laughs> but um, you could have very well let fear be louder than your faith in that yeah, moment. Yeah. And, and I think if we look back on our moments in life where we've had to use our faith uh, like Peter did to step out of the boat, to step out of the unknown because of what God is saying, I, I can almost guarantee you there was a little voice saying, don't do it. Yeah. That's fear. Yeah. And that's the counterfeit. We've got to be able to discern what the counterfeit is and what the true is. Yeah. We've got to be able to discern that. Because I've heard people say, before well if you feel fear it may not be god's will mm. oh hold on now god doesn't give a spirit of fear yeah come on he gives power and love and sound mind he doesn't give a spirit of fear yeah. but i have heard people say that people well i feel fear so i don't think it's god's will mm. now there's a difference in god giving you an uneasiness yeah come on but if you feel a spirit of fear then you can guarantee that the enemy is trying to stop you from what you feel fear doing yeah you know, so that's good. That's another thing we got to be careful about. We absolutely yeah. have to be careful. Yeah. Anything else? You well, you know, if you don't have, if you fear produces courage. You know, if you don't have courage, yeah, then you you don't have fear. You know, so if if you don't have a fear, there is no courage. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I'm you. not sure if I made that clear, but yeah. So in order for us to have courage, and in order for us to step out into the unknown there there is going to be fear and like you said i can remember moving and i mean just that fear leading up to that the fear uh before that of even just like setting things in motion 
and contacting that because I knew once things were in motion that there was no going back. And then once I made the decision to go to uh, Oasis Church in Galesburg, like I knew there was no going back once I made that decision. And so that fear, um, you know, kind of, and there was a moment where I could have walked in that crippling fear, you know, and I could have been crippled by that fear. Mm. And I could have decided, you know, this isn't for me. I'm not going to step out. You know, I'm moving close to 10 hours away and nobody, you know, the closest person I know is an hour away. And uh, I don't know anybody close to me there. I don't know um, anything about the community, anything about the state, any. And, you know, all those different questions, all those different fears. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was the hardest thing because, I mean, just like you, I've never lived outside of the state of West Virginia. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. never been more than uh, a few hours from home uh, for an extended time. So to be completely um, hundreds of miles away and um, not able to get home as quick as possible, you know, it, it's, it is uh, fearful. Um, but yeah, through the work of the Lord, you got to overcome that. And in that you get uh, courage to, to stand and courage to, and I feel like the Lord, there's just so many blessings in that. I've been nothing but blessed since I've been here. I mean, because, yep. because I overcome that fear and I decided that I was going to trust in the Lord and that I was going to walk in the peace of the Lord. And we've got to realize that the spirit, that fear is a spirit of slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Romans eight fifteen says, "For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father." So that fear is just a spirit of slavery. It tries to take us back. And how many knows that we are not called to live in slavery? Christ came to set us free. Uh, to call us out of the bondage that we once were in. So when we walk in fear, we're walking in in mental and emotional and physical slavery to ourselves and to the enemy. And uh, I don't want to live a life of slavery. I don't want to live a life where I'm bound uh, to chains and bound to the things that are that are happening around me. So I mean, fear is just the spirit of slavery. And when we realize that, and we start fighting fear on the spiritual level through prayer through seeking God, through through reading the Word of God, and uh, get it on a spiritual level, that fear and that anxiety and that worry, um, then things start changing, and we start we start seeing the dynamics of our lives changing, and we start walking out of that. I don't want any I don't want any other spirit on me than the Holy Spirit. You know? Oh, you better preach. That. Yeah, and so I don't want the spirit of fear on me. The spirit, the Lord called me into a new man. You know, into a new mm. spirit, rising up. So. I'm about to preach. You better to go on. You better come on. I got so excited, I just popped back up on the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) But I am no longer a slave to fear. Come on. Now, I'm telling you, we're about to have an altar call. I'm about to have Holly come and play some. Holly, come and play the music. We're about to have an altar call on this Mm. podcast. But listen, this has been been amazing. It has. And uh, very encouraging because I'll be honest with you, um, there are are times where I feel so much anxiety. there are times where I feel like all of the voices are just piling up. All of the things that I'm doing wrong is just piling up and it's just magnifying. And uh, it just seems like all of that anxiety tends to weigh down. And I've got mm-hmm. to literally get along with God and just let his perfect love take control. Um, so what I want to do is I want to pray a prayer. Come on. And then after I pray this prayer, um, I'll kind of nudge you, and then you can pray a prayer to dismiss us. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to pray this prayer, and 
you know, I want anybody out there who's listening, I want you to understand that you're not alone and that you don't have to sit and deal with your fear by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not just doing this podcast to get notoriety. We're not just doing this podcast to be heard or to have a name. We're doing this podcast to help somebody. And if we help one person, then we're doing our jobs. And anything that we say, yes, we have fun. Yes, we can. Absolutely, we can get crazy. <laughs> uh, but we want you to know that by the end of the podcast, uh, we are here for you. Yes. And this is why we do this. We are for the people, by the people. Right? <laughs> Amen. Uh, so what I want to do is I just want to pray this prayer. And I want to say this prayer from my heart. And I want you to just... Either repeat it or just listen to it and let let Jesus and let the love of God just kind of uh, wrap around you right now. Jesus, help me reject the lies of the enemy. Jesus, help me overcome my fearful and my anxious heart. Jesus, help me trust that you are in control. And Jesus, help me believe that the spirit who raised you from the dead dwells in me. In your name we pray. Amen. Sherman dismisses you. Lord, we just thank you, and we we just magnify your name right now, that you are holy, you are mighty, you are powerful, God. Lord, that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but you have given us the spirit of a sound mind. God, that you have given us nothing but peace and love and joy. God, there is no fear in your love. There is no fear when we come to your cross, God, that, that we no longer have to live in slavery of what we once were, in slavery to the world and to the to the things of the world and to the mindset of the world, God. And we believe that fear will only be present where we allow it to be, God. And right now, we just believe that your perfect word is being sent out, God, that uh, you are on our side, that, that we will not fear just as uh, Psalm says in Psalm 118, God, that you are on our side all the days of our lives, God. What can man do to us? Because you are on our side. And I just believe that you are going to be with people. You are going to be on their side, God. When we start reaching out and we start laying our fears, laying our anxious hearts and, and our worrisome minds uh, at the altar of your grace, God, that you are going to overshadow us with love. You're going to overshadow us with peace, God, that we are going to walk in green pastures, just as David called out, Lord, that you lead us and you guide us in by still waters, Lord, into the green pastures, God, where things live and, and where nothing dies, God, where we flourish and where we grow in your word and in your spirit, God. And I'm just believing that the people listening are going to take hold of your word, God, and that they are going to walk in freedom, that they are going to walk in salvation, and they yes. are going to walk in your perfect love Amen. all the days of their lives. And just as David, God, that we are going to that we are going to want to be in your presence more and more, God, that we are going to realize that true freedom comes in the house of the Lord and in your presence and in your kingdom, God, and that we are going to walk with a boldness. We are going to walk with a glory and with a power to overcome the enemy and the lies of the devil and the the slavery spirit, the spiritual slavery that comes upon us, God, that we are going to be able to overtake that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. You all have a blessed month. It's been fun. Hallelujah. I felt that. Yes. I felt God. Selah.